Welcome to the Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpod. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but before I introduce him, let's have a word from our surprise sponsor, Black No, Hunter and Gather. It's our old friends, Hunter and Gather. As you know, I've been recently advocating the positive impact a real food diet can have on your health, and I'm not about to stop. Hunter and Gather have changed the game for me, so I want to keep sharing them with you. They are an ancestrally inspired real food and supplements brand, simplifying optimal healthy living by making the most amazing range of products. Their range spans from great tasting mayonnaises and condiments, all free from refined sugar and seed oils, to cooking oils and supplements such as collagen powder, freeze-dried lamb's organs in easy-to-take capsules, and MCT oil. In addition to a, a 10% discount on subscription orders, which can be cancelled <coughs> anytime, we've teamed up with the folk at Hunter and Gather to offer you a further 10% off, which you can redeem by heading to hunterandgatherfoods.com and using the code TDP10. Enjoy. Well, my special guest back again, Alex from Thinking Slow. Alex, how are you? I'm very well. I've been quite busy again recently with our favourite themes, but uh, I had a little break, but uh, I'm back into it now. I know. I was noticing a sort of a slight note of despair um, creeping into some of your recent tweets. But I look, I think I speak for all of us when I say the work you do at Thinking Slow, and if people don't know what you do, well, they should follow the links at the end of this podcast, um, is absolutely brilliant. Because... What you do is you provide metrics to which, which help answer one of the one of the, the, the most commonly asked questions in the truth movement, which is, is this person on our side or are they a fake? Are they are they some manner of control opposition? And I know you want to talk to me about at least one of the people who masquerades as being somebody who's on our side. But you have lots of evidence to suggest that he is is not. But you also wanted to talk to me about some data from Australia. Oh, but first of all, remind people who you are. Yeah, so, well, personally, uh, I'm by background a physicist, and I worked uh, for somewhere about 30-odd years in the pension and investment industry. And uh, my my history in this situation here is um, looking at the Diamond Princess uh, data and then being convinced that something is badly wrong. And actually, I'd, I'd forgotten that when we last spoke, but I actually had some correspondence with Professor Levitt, and I actually helped him out with one of piece of his calculations. So that was my history into this. You were early on, because, because the, I think the Diamond Princess, which was the cruise ship, wasn't it, which, which gave us a yeah. kind of a closed community of, of potential victims of this alleged virus. And it gave us fairly accurate figure on the IFR infection study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was that was one of the one of the, those moments where I think those of us who were looking for evidence that, that, that the official narrative was was bunk. That was one of the first ones, wasn't it? Well, it was quite definitive. And uh, I think my sort of realization was that Professor Ferguson was there in order to produce an inflated model. He wasn't there to 
steer us through, you know, optimal policy. He was there to create panic. And, you know, because of that, we then have this sort of 60 billion worth of vaccine sales and all the other things that we've had since then. The model was the key. And it was pretty clear early on it was it was grossly exaggerated. Yes, exactly. He, he, he created the he created the evidence they needed. Uh, uh, exactly. Policy based yeah. evidence making. Right. That's what that's what he does. Um, yeah. yeah. With the help of lots of money from from the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which which. Yeah, it's over three hundred million dollars into Imperial College from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yes. So what possible reason could they have to <laughs> to push a line favorable to bill gates i can't imagine. i know it's, mm. it's, it's just be cynical to imagine that there's any such relationship it would wouldn't it i mean what's what's 300 million pounds so dollars between yeah. between friends yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely but the other thing i'd just like to say as well as I'm, I'm much bigger now as a group so we've expanded as a group actually many thanks to the last podcast, we're up to about 12 people now. There's actually now three physicists and lots of other people working in the background. So it's a much bigger group now. And we, we've moved, as we said last time, much more into trying to at least document our unhappiness with what's going on. So we, we have sent in several letters into the Parliamentary Standards Commissioner, into MPs, into Ofcom. And, you know, we're documenting our unhappiness with a lot of what's going on. Well, we know from from the experience of the last three years that those MPs are really keen to, to learn. They're really keen to ask hard yeah. questions. Well, I was thinking about that because um, what's what I think is going to happen now is as the wheels fall off the safe and effective narrative, some of those letters are going to not maybe not our letters, but some of the other letters like the Doctors for COVID Ethics, they wrote to all of these regulatory bodies and said, listen, guys, there is strong evidence that you're going to have bad blood clots from these vaccines. And unless you can produce this data, we ask you to stop the rollout immediately. And that was already in February 21. Now, those letters are there and they're on record. So I think, you know, sometimes those letters can uh, can make it very difficult for people to say, to deny, uh, deny responsibility for what they've done because there's a, there's a paper trail. That's interesting. I wonder what the what the legal obligation is on on, on MPs on, on receipt of a letter like that. Could they, could they plead that? Oh, I, I was blind that day. I just my eyesight failed and I couldn't read. The yeah, they well they. I, I can tell you now uh, that I wrote to the um, I wrote to three members of the parliamentary committee that was investigating all of this and looking at the models. It was um, Greg Clark. I wrote to them and said the model is wrong and. Uh, Here's the workings from Professor Levitt. So they, they they have that, but they ignored it, of course. But it's it's there. But there's no obligation for them to respond to anyone who's not a constituent. So right. that's it, basically. But I I did it. So what people should have done, perhaps, is 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 got written this letter, copied this letter to their constituency MP, and then they would have been obliged to have it. In the yeah, system. at least answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? By the way, I, I think. We talked about this briefly before. Why is it that I trust physicists above most scientists? I mean, I, I have bias here in that when I, in the days when I was fighting the climate wars, some of the doughtiest people on the rational side of the arguments were physicists. For example, Richard Lindzen. Yeah, Happer is another one. Happer, yeah. Happer and Lindzen, probably the two best yeah. people in the world. Yeah. 
Um, well, I, as you asked the question, I'm just thinking it's because physicists don't really produce anything. We're not making sellable products as such, you know. I mean, of course, they're involved, but we're not sort of farmer people who have to, at the end of the day, push out a product that gets sold. So possibly because it's more, it, it's, le it's less close to money and a sort of tangible product that has to be sold. I mean, I, I don't know, but that's a possibility. And it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's a hard science. So that, that you know, that there is a more or less definitive answer. So that you, you you can't make up too much stuff without getting caught out. Did I mention to you before that I have a, a grade B in physics O level? Mm -hmm. You didn't mention that, no. Are you, are you quite impressed? Because I, I am I impressed. I I was, as you can imagine, I was much more. I was much better at biology. I think I would probably got an A in biology had I done it. And my biology teacher was was really upset when I gave up biology. Um, but I did physics because I looked at the qualifications to become an RAF fighter pilot. And I saw that you needed... So I thought, just in case, just in case I want to be going strafing the Argent, Argentines or, or whatever it would have been at that time, or, or yeah. fighting the Russians as, they, as the tanks yeah. across Lüneburg Heath. I want to be in that tornado and I will need physics, physics only. Yeah. So that's what I did. Um, so tell me, tell me about um, Australia. Well, there's been a big uh, release of data um, probably a couple of weeks ago. And there's a backstory to who released it. And like, I can tell you the backstory. The reason I know about it actually is a guy called uh, Dr. John Campbell, who will probably speak about, made quite a big theatrical announcement of uh, concerning this information, saying, for the first time ever, I can show you that uh, the vaccine travels all around the body. It's not limited to the injection sites. And based on, you know, this table, and he showed the table, uh, lipid nanoparticles are heavily concentrated in the ovaries. And uh, so, so I heard about it through that. And then I, I immediately realized, well, actually, many of us, and including me with Professor Bakhti, did an analysis of that in June 2021, based on um, a freedom of information request in Japan. So that that data was already out there. So the whole the whole this is new release uh, was, was completely theatrical and completely fake. And we can get into it a bit, but I think this is part of the narrative that's happening now where things that you and I and many others knew from 2020, 2021 are suddenly being exposed as new information. Therefore, all of these guys that push the vaccine can then say, well, we didn't know and we were tricked. And I think that's that's a narrative build. But anyway, um, I then started looking at that Australian paper. And what's really utterly amazing is, is not that piece, which we know about, but it's firstly on the front cover, um, there's a there's a phrase in there that they 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 carried out the this is from Pfizer by the way it's a it's a Pfizer document January 2021 submitted to the Australian regulator I can't remember the agency's name but it's M A M it's it's basically the Australian regulator for medicines and oh, sorry I, I, um, I'm completely distracted hold, hold that thought I it's something yeah. on, and my children are not letting him in okay. Sorry, Alex, I couldn't. I couldn't. No worries. The words you were saying, because I could see the guy out of the window, and it was just really yeah. annoying me. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, carry on. Anyway, tell me. 
Good. Yeah. So, uh, so there's been a, there has been this uh, report released, and the important thing about the report is it's dated January 2021. Mm. It's from Pfizer, and it's to the Australian uh, medicines regulator. And there's two uh, really, for my money, amazing things. So that the first thing is on the front cover. Uh, they've said that in the experiments that they were doing on monkeys, the uh, T cells and the antibodies that were introduced, they decline rapidly over five months. And therefore, there's big questions over the longer term immunity from these vaccines. So right from the beginning, these guys knew that whatever efficacy you're going to get is kind of gone in five months. So do you remember at the time all the pressure about this is much, much better than um, natural immunity or the immune system response? And, you know, this is good, long-lasting protection. And they called it the vaccine cavalry. It's all rubbish because they knew right then that the uh, the effect of this thing wears off within about a five-month period. So, you know, I don't remember when they first started mentioning boosters, but it was they knew they knew immediately this is not like a vaccine that you and I would think of, that you take it, you get immunity and job done. This They knew this thing was going to – wheels would fall off quite quickly. That, that was very surprising. Well, I mean, on that point – I, I, I wouldn't. I, I expect nothing of vaccines these days. I, I'm, I'm against yeah. all, all vaccines. They're 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 a con. That so, even if they lasted ten years, allegedly, I still wouldn't bloody take one. But 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 back to your point. What does that? Okay. So so Pfizer knew in in what when in 2021. Ch- January, right at the beginning. January 20. So this is before the yeah. the, the vaccine. Before the rollout. Yes, okay. absolutely. You they only lasted; they were only effective, if that, for five months. For those monkeys, yeah. So, what implications does that have on the policy um, that, that that governments took, and 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 on? Well, it's it's just like everything they did was totally dishonest. Like everything they did in this whole COVID thing, so they they withheld, you know, any mention of this thing. Um, lasting only five months and there was all this talking of you know the vaccine cavalry and don't waste your time with with real immunity from the immune system but innate immunity because you know this is going to be so much better and actually they knew right from the get-go it was so much worse right yes um i think what what you're describing this process whereby the mainstream is now uh, waking up supposedly to stuff that we knew a long time ago is called the controlled release, isn't it, of information? Exactly. Yeah, you call it, I guess, limited hangout, controlled release, any of those things. So I think really for me, I mean, what I see it now is this plausible deniability for all these blanks who pushed this vaccine all these years. It's plausible deniability they're trying to build a narrative. Oh, we didn't know that uh, this uh, vaccine travels all, all around the body and goes into the ovaries. So we didn't know that the trials were so limited in scope. But whereas in, in reality, all of that was known. They just ignored it and, and carried on pushing the vaccine. They either ignored it or were too lazy to check. I, I, you, you can never know for sure. Um, one of the one of the the counters that I often often meet when I talk to people about controlled release, limited hangout, whatever, is they say, but, but 
why would they do this? Why, you know, this is just your, this is just your paranoid conspiracy theory. What, mm. um, what, what is, what is the purpose of, of, of releasing this information now rather than? Well, uh, yes, I think, I think there's, there's, you know, in all these situations, there's a lot of people and a lot of coming from it in a lot of different angles. So I guess for many, they just went along with the, with the, with the flow. So they just need this to be released now and pretend it's a shock piece of news to justify what they've done and try and excuse themselves. Um, but in terms of the guys who actually decide when when to release what or when it becomes news, I mean, that's more difficult. Obviously, beyond you know autumn or let's say December 2021, a lot of this information is kind of now only theoretical interest because they've pushed this thing and everyone took dose one and dose two. So releasing, you know, after December 21 is is the, the horses bolted. So for them, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yes. So, so uh, in other words, as many people as were ever going to get jabbed have now been jabbed. So it's job yeah. done. they're not going to persuade the, 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 the yeah. squad. Yeah, so, so but there's but the, but the interest, but the interesting thing about limited hangout is there are some massive issues that have not been disclosed that we again all know about, and that's the impact on sperm. Uh, you know, there was a there was an, an Israeli study a few uh, I don't remember the exact date. Enormous negative impact on total motile count, and that paper's been read very widely in our circle, but there's nothing in the mainstream media. So they're still holding back. You know, a couple of limited hangout issues that they still don't want disclosed. So you can talk about myocarditis. Uh, you know, you can talk about something else, but you can't talk about the sperm count. Yes. Well, this is this, of course, is is one of the things that there are those of us who are fully awake and pretty hardcore, pretty uncompromising because we're yeah. we're angry, justifiably so, and we don't like people. Uh, and uh, this is a this is a, a neat segue you, you can you can detect coming up here. Uh, we don't like people who purport to be on our side of the argument, purport to be seekers after truth, whose job is actually to withhold information and until such point as the official narrative wants them to release that information. We can think of lots of examples. But what I yeah. like about your research is that you put hard, measurable figures. Because for most of us, it's just gut instinct. I mean, I don't yeah, trust, yeah. for example, Jordan yeah. Peterson because blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. I don't trust whoever. But you yeah. can demonstrate this through by, by showing their Twitter traffic, for example, which I think is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before I take that segue, which is... I want to take that segue, but I want to say one more thing about the Australian data. Uh, the segue looks very appealing. Yeah. Uh, but just before that, one other thing I wanted to mention about Australia, which is another mind-blowing fact... Uh, and that is the section about pregnancy and fertility. Uh, they did a, they did experiments in that report. Again, this is January 2021, before this thing is being rolled out, on 44 rats, and they measured uh, those things um, through through pregnancy tests. And there's 
really two statistics. There's one which I always get wrong. Um, I think it's the pre-implantation loss. That's right. It, it doesn't matter what it is, really. But for unvaccinated rats, that's 4%. And for vaccinated rats, it's 9.8%, more than double. And what they've really done is they've said, oh, that's more than double. And then they look at that number for the whole of history and say, oh, but there was a rat somewhere that had an even worse outcome. Therefore, there's nothing to see. It's it's absolutely mind boggling from a safety perspective, because you would take the control group and you'd say, okay, if it's four, then between sort of, you know, maybe six and two is your range. And this is coming out at 9.8. It says okay. way, way outside any kind of normal range. But they say, well, actually, 9.8 is still not the highest ever in history. Therefore, we're good. You know, it's just insane. And uh, it's a similar thing with the anomalies in the fetuses. So in the unvaccinated rats, they're generally one, one or zero. And then on the vaccinated column, it's sort of three, four. I think the highest one is 12. I mean, it's again miles off the radar screen. Um, and we've done a, a deep dive on this with um, David Bell, who's, who's done a great job walking through those tables. This, this, is, this is very upsetting. I, oh, it's, um, it's shocking. I go, I go to a chiropractic clinic who are very much into all sorts of wellness, if you like, wellness issues. And one of the things they run is a fertility clinic. And they tell me that the figures are through the floor. Women are just, the, the women are coming to the clinic and try, desperately trying to get pregnant and they're not able to, no. to conceive. So yeah. Pfizer knew, but we know that, that, that all the pharma companies have gained indemnity for these outrageous contracts they signed from, yeah. from the, the various governments, with the various governments. Um, but who else would have known? Because I mean, I, even now, even now, I see on Twitter this woman who poses as a kind of uh, a, a, an expert on women women's fertility yeah. and, and says the vaccines are safe and effective. And I noticed that this was being pushed throughout the the rollout that the yeah. women were being told that no, there are no fertility risks. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, honestly, anything that's a definitive statement about this vaccine is impossible to make. You cannot really, even today, make any kind of, if you, if you make any definitive comment about safety, you'd have to say it's dangerous. You cannot possibly make a definitive comment about safety because even now they haven't done at least a number of the things they were supposed to do. And I, I'm like you, it's, I, I find it so irritating. It's so, it's so misrepresentative and, and you're tricking people into, doing this thing um, and uh, I mean it's just a, it is a trick so who who can we demonstrate to have been lying obviously obviously it's a given that the pharmaceutical companies have been lying because we, we you have that that evidence of, of, of their research mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. beyond that which people uh, could not honestly say they didn't see this information which people in the in the medical industry and in the in government and so on yeah, I, I think on that particular piece of the rats, I mean, that you can say has only been seen by the pharma companies and by the regulators. Okay, uh, but so I think what everybody, yeah, but what everybody has seen was the gap in the trials, because there was one article by Peter Doshi from the British Medical Journal that's been read more than one million times. Um, 
And that described in detail the massive, massive gaps in those trials. So, I mean, everybody knew that. So this is this is one of my key things where they're, they're playing all surprised in 2022 or 2023, or we had no idea. It's absolute rubbish because, of course, everybody knew about these gaps in the trials from right from the beginning, from October 2020. So that every everybody should know the gaps in the trial data. Which what, what meaning meaning what for for idiots like me? What does it mean if there are gaps in the trial data? Well, I mean, it, I mean, essentially, it takes 15 years to to put a vaccine through all of its different phases of testing and clinical trials. We did it in, you know, six months of very limited um, data points. So there was only PCR positive at the end. That was So we didn't look for hospitalization, didn't look for severe COVID. There's a whole bunch of other things that weren't looked at. And then, of course, it's only six weeks from the end of that trial to saying, okay, here's your emergency use authorization, six weeks instead of 15 years. So, I mean, it's not like we're cutting corners, it's just whole volumes of things weren't done. So everyone, everyone in authority who used the phrase safe and effective- Safe and effective. Is, is dishonest. Yes, I would say so, because you're, you're hinting that you've got definitive evidence to be pretty certain to make that statement, and you absolutely haven't. And this is this is one of the things we do with Professor Bakhdi. He said, I asked him, what is known about this vaccine? He said, nothing is known about this vaccine. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So anyone that said it's safe is, is I mean, the best you can say is they're winging it, but that you can't do that with a, a medical product you're sort of encouraging people to take that's potentially fatal you can't wing it you need to know and if you don't know you need to say we don't know yeah 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 i i i, I did a i i went on um um loz's loz's show loz's gb news show and we were talking about this and that and i was he said well what's in these vaccines that is so dangerous and it kind of it kind of floored me because i mean there's lots of different things that one 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 here's that might be in the vaccine the, okay, yeah. things like lipid nanoparticles but there's even the theory that, we, that there is some kind of offshoot of cobra cobra venom um yeah what i should have said was we don't know and that is the whole problem because yeah, and it's they, not our job to know it's no, it's, it's their job, job to make no, sure that there is nothing in in there that's potentially dangerous it's not our job to tell you what it might be i mean we just can't i mean it's completely turning the tables but uh, as a slight offshoot that we do now know that there is dna in the vaccine and uh there's uh, there's an article on doctors for COVID ethics um it's it's a long story how that dna got in there but it's meant to be 0.033% is the tolerance and uh, a, a credible person has done some experiments. These are not these crazy conspiracy theory things. He found up to 35% by volume of DNA uh, in the vaccines. And that that is that creates a whole set of unknowns. Where does that DNA go? How does, you know, what, what happens to it? Where does it? So it's, that's a big issue out there right now. What's what what sort of DNA? I mean, banana DNA. Well, 
No, I mean it's it's you're getting. I mean, I've I've just looked at it, so I, I and I'm not. I, this is quite heavy duty technical things uh, that I'm not qualified to talk about. Uh, as as far as I know from that paper, it's called it's bacteria DNA, whatever that means. But I couldn't I couldn't tell you much more. Uh, you need the DNA to make the RNA, and you're supposed to then take all the DNA out and leave only the RNA. <laughs> But there's there's a lot of DNA left in the vaccines. It looks like, right? We shouldn't call them vaccines, should we? Really, we should call them not really. It's a gene therapy. Gene therapy. It's a, it is a gene therapy product. Okay, so my segue. You've got to, you've got to now roll yeah. with my segue. If that's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so you're right about controlled opposition, and I mean the the big picture for me of controlled opposition is. You know, we saw the way people behaved towards the care home workers and the unvaccinated. And I think they they displayed their true characters there at that point. And I'm talking not about one individual, like the whole lot of them, to be honest. All the guys um, on talk TV and talk radio that were quite happy to see more than half a million care home workers, in, you know, coerced into this injection. They, they displayed their true character. And this is why... I'm not into um, buying these half-baked apologies because a lot of them, <coughs> sorry, are half-baked. They're, they're based on, like we were saying, a limited hangout, but here's a new piece of information that we couldn't possibly have known before, and therefore we're absolved of our actions, uh, like forcing care home workers to take the vaccine. And, and that's what I'm, I'm very so much against. You're, you're, I mean, the obvious example of that is, is, is Piers Morgan. Exactly. It's, exactly. Non-apology, apology on on the, the trigonometry <laughs> show where he said the science changed. But, yeah, I mean, it's... But, but Morgan is an egregious figure. He's he, yeah. I don't think there's anybody who's awake who thinks that Morgan might be a, an honest an honest broker who's just trying to find out, out the truth. By the way, have you is his Twitter traffic genuine? I mean, just does, does, uh, no, not no. There's. Uh, no, I, I've uh, I've looked at a few of his tweets, and they, they've come up with with uh, with bots. But as I said before, maybe that more or less everybody has bots. So if you ever see if you ever see a tweet with a thousand plus likes quite regularly, you're looking at bots. So all of these people are bot infested, which is why I ended up with such a high percentage of bots in my analysis. The big traffic's almost all fake, well, you know. I, so I can't imagine I have. No, I, I haven't seen you. I mean, so if we, you know, if we'll get like four or five hundred likes on a tweet, that's a big deal. You know, that's like. Uh, but these people are tweeting out, "Isn't the weather great?" and getting four thousand likes on it. That's uh, that's just bot traffic. Yes. Well, you mentioned. So I think last time you mentioned some examples of people, prominent figures on on Twitter, who yeah. haven't nearly the following that that you would imagine from their retweets and likes. So Gary Lineker was one of them, which was yeah. very, very refreshing to know that. Yeah, yeah. Morgan, well, I it's think. also refreshing to see that he's friends with Piers Morgan, which immediately, you know, that, that makes sense as well. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, of course, like, sharks are going to hang out together, yeah, aren't they? Exactly. All, all, I, mean, yeah. I, I can't dignify them with the title shark. Um, um, <laughs> Uh, bacteria, bacteria yeah. stick together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you, give, some, give me, give me some other names. Um, 
Well, a new one I found now, which again we would all suspect was this uh, Ash Ash. I don't know her surname. The sort of left Saka. That's the one. And yeah, they, they run a separate bot farm or bot operation that I hadn't seen before. And that's doing uh, her Owen Jones and a couple of other guys who are big in far left circles. So I, I don't even remember their names to be honest. But if you look at that, every tweet will be three thousand plus likes. Uh, and then they're provided by accounts with a quarter of a million tweets, 100% of those retweets. Um, it's, it's just bots, essentially. There's no obvious bots. Where where are these, where do these bots, are they called bot farms? Where, where how, does it, how does it work? Explain. Well, I mean, I, I don't know the, I don't exactly know how they work. I mean, I know that they produce... Um, you know, there are individual accounts, uh, which uh, it, obviously are pretending to be a person who are not people, they're a program. Um, I, I think it's, I, I can't remember the names of the programs now, but you can, you can buy them off the shelf and you just program them, you know, like these people and retweet these people and you can buy a thousand at a time. So, and if you look at then the activity of one of those thousand, you'll just see huge volumes of retweets and likes, but no followers, no original content. So that's, you know, you can, you sort of come at it from both ways. You come at it from, you can find a bot that will have those characteristics. So the one I found on Ash, whatever her surname is, is a account with quarter of a million tweets with 100% retweets and no followers. So that's a bot, but you can sort of find it the other way. Who's the recipient? So you see, you know, Ash would be, would write something neo-marxism is great and that's got five thousand likes you think okay that's and then you just put them together yes she'd probably say fully automated luxury communism is, is great. yeah i think that's yes one of her phrases provided i'm i'm wealthy yeah yeah it's Co like... communism for everybody else is great well it's like susan susan mickey isn't it yeah who's, yeah <laughs> whose who's family sold their the family Picasso, which we, Picasso, we, yeah, and yeah. and came away with what fifty million, I think. I, I, didn't, I, I don't remember the number. She's advocating communism for the rest of us because yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She can, she can afford it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if I want to move to the next level, I yeah. need to get get me get me some some bot farms to get me some buy that. Yeah, farm. yeah. Oh, you can buy you can buy followers. Uh, I don't remember the prices now, but they're not expensive. I mean, they're relatively not expensive. Um, I, I, I can't remember now the name of the program. There's a Chinese program. Uh, it's all there. You can buy followers. You can buy retweets. You can buy likes. It's all there on the price list. I could be, I could be Gary, Gary Lineker and Piers Morgan rolled into one. I know, I know. But then it wouldn't be genuine. And we know that you're genuine. So we, we you would never do that, right? <sighs> Yeah, but now I know now how now I know how easy it is. I'm, if you could ask me to send you the link now. No, no, I just just like no. I can't see how how sad would that be? It's it is like, sad. It, it is. It's like the guy who who pretends to be Paul McCartney. I I kind of think well, what kind of life is it? You, you yeah. want to know that you're real, and you want your fans to be real, and you want that relationship with real people. You don't want this AI generated. That's 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 what they want. That's what the enemy want, isn't it? I, and I think, as we've said, we've said before that I think they actually buy their own 
by their own propaganda at some stage. I think at some stage they really convince themselves that they are this popular um, and it, it's, it's fake. So, look, I, I have to say, I, on my, on my, um, my Telegram chat channel, which, which people are always asking, how do they get onto it? And I don't really know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I try and keep it private just to sort of ward off some of the 77th infiltrators, but also because I don't want it to be too big. Um, and I mean, I'm always chucking people out for being annoying. Um, <laughs> but the thing that causes the bitterest rows every single sodding time, almost to the point where I don't want to mention it because, because it, it's almost not worth the, the upset that it generates, is when you declare somebody um, to be controlled opposition stroke, a gatekeeper stroke, limited, limited hangout. And yeah. there's been bitter division over Andrew Bridgen. Uh, yeah. Have you seen, has he got bot traffic or not? Have you looked into him? I, I haven't, uh, but he will, he will have by default, really. I think there's, there's, there's then an, another element, which, which is algorithms that I think amplify things. I think that's just a, a Twitter operation that's not nefarious and it's not under the control of the people getting that traffic. I just think I don't know how those algorithms work, but I think there's a, there are a bunch of bots that then just sort of push things that are already popular. So he may may have some of that, but that's not at the by moment, design. Alex, I am still team team Britain. I, I occasionally have a a chat with him, and sometimes even a, a cigarette in I, IRL. Um, and I just the impression I get with him genuinely. Is although he was a complete dick early on, that he supported mm -hmm. government policy, which should never have been been supported. And if he'd been thinking for a moment, he'd have realised that. But I don't think he was mm -hmm. thinking. I think I think a lot mm -hmm. of these these MPs are just like cattle; they just go and do, do their thing. This is the subject that causes the bitterest dissent, because there are those who, well, who who put their trust in princes. They have these these characters that that they think are, are goodies. And they're very emotionally invested in them. And when you come along and say, you know, well, hang on a second, this person is actually there's something there's something about them that doesn't pass the sniff test. And then they go, well, yeah, um, that's just you. I think that this person is saying, yeah, yeah. So it goes on. So what I yeah. was congratulating you on doing was providing some sort of, a sort of mathematical is that the right word? Some sort of rigor to the process whereby we can yeah. tell which people are being yeah. artificially promoted. But I think we should talk about yeah. um, Dr. John Campbell, because lots of people, look, I mean, he's got an enormous following on YouTube and lots of people have come to trust him. He's got a kind of slightly avuncular manner and he, he, he takes you painstakingly slowly through these various papers and documents that he's 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 got and it, it, it all looks very thorough um but you have your doubts about him don't you uh, yeah I, th I think i caught that i i lost a fair bit of it so i'll I just just um one thing generally about this fifth column because i i gave you a little list this morning that i thought you could use and i I, for myself, I basically have three, as well as the bots, which I think is the killer evidence. Um, I was thinking about three tests you could ask your 
colleagues on Telegram which would resolve these bitter debates. Um, the one is, has the person had a successful career which has been damaged by seeking by by speaking out? That's sort of test number one. Uh, test number two, have they ever been censored on any big tech platform? And test number three is, is their position based on logic? Um, and I, you know, I've been using that and it's quite a good way of sort of sifting the wheat from the chaff because certainly the guys that have done all three of those are genuine sort of real uh, dissidents. And then once you get into one out of three or two out of three, it becomes much, much less clear cut. And for a lot of the guys I have trouble with, all three of those tests don't work. And, and that leads me on to this uh, Dr. John Campbell. And it also leads me a bit into um, this whole idea. I, I don't like the fifth column idea because that suggests that these guys are somehow controlled and they're meeting with, with raincoats in sort of dark alleys switching we notes across. But what it really on, on park benches with and, and, and bowler hats and, and, and fake fake stones yeah fake stones as well and yeah um it's that's that's quite an interesting and sort of um romantic vision but i think the reality is quite simple that the you know what i call the system <clears throat> sets the incentives up for those people to operate themselves and that's one of the things i did with john campbell i, I said look this guy has relentlessly pushed the vaccine, including making uh, un, un, untrue, actually, I'm going to say untrue statements about efficacy. And as a result of that, he's then got a huge um, YouTube following, which has increased massively from when he started doing that, and now has over a million pounds in cash in his company that he recently set up. So you don't need to be instructed. You, you just go with the, the system. And of course, on the other side of the fence, the people that speak out and raise questions about the vaccine get shut down. Yes. So, you know, the incentives are there to pursue the agenda and to uh, to punish the people that don't pursue the agenda. So I interrupted you because because the, your internet is so rubbish that I can't. I'm, I'm quite yeah. pleased that your internet's rubbish, by the way, because normally it's my internet that's rubbish, but, but yours is really bad. So. Well, it could be, it could be yours, but I think it's mine actually. I'm today, using so. Starlink, so don't. Tr I've got Elon Musk. Yeah, he's the richest, second richest man in the world, okay. so he'd know what he was doing. So don't give me any of your. It's your internet rubbish. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, it's mine. Uh, yeah. I don't know how this is going to work out when people listen to that. I what I wanted to say was, um, you, you can presumably go into more detail about that that one million pounds that he's got now. Um, uh, yeah. I've been bumped off YouTube, more or less. And, and you know why YouTube bumped me off? Even I, I went through this, I took great care to keep my nose clean because it's got, it, it's a useful audience and I'm, I'm you know, I, I want people to watch my stuff. And so I was very, very careful when they started censoring us for saying things critical of vaccines and so on. I was ultra careful. Um, and so what they did was they, they trawled through all my old podcasts, including podcasts I really didn't care for. I would very happily if, if, they'd, if they'd just disappeared into the ether forever. And they found a few things critical of, of oh, I don't know, Neil Ferguson or uh, um, any of this. And they just, 
they just bumped me off so that I could no longer, you know, it was the three strikes and you're out thing. Um, so I would agree with you that, that the, the presence of, of, of John, because it, it's, it's quite a useful monetizing tool that if you get big traffic on YouTube, you, 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 you can make a lot. And Campbell's ongoing presence is definitely um, a clue, I think, a tell that he is he is is controlled. But um, sorry, one more one more point. I have no objection to people who are honest brokers making money, even lots of money from from doing this. I mean, if I made a, a million pounds, I would see nothing wrong with it because I, I I've got you know I'm great, I'm lovely, I deserve it, I'm brave. Um, I tell it like it is. Yeah, yeah. Ten million. Why not? Why just so one? I'm not buying. I'm not buying. You, you get this sometimes from people on our side of the argument. This this kind yeah. of whiny yeah. bitterness. Like, yeah. ooh, you're making money out. Of, yeah. Hello. It's my job. It's what I do. Yeah. And I'm really good at it. Yeah. So if you don't like it, go and watch trigonometry. Yeah. That's what I always say. Trigonometry would love to have a twat like you in the audience. They really would. So to go and don't waste any more time watching me because clearly you don't think I'm worth the money. Yeah. Um, but. But I'm not yeah, making yeah. a million pounds. I haven't got a million pounds in the year. I, nothing like that. Uh, I know some people on on our side yeah. do better. I mean, I I, I remember being re- <laughs> yeah. No, my wife grumbling in the background. Nothing remotely like that. I know that some people on our side do a lot better. I got I got rebuked, chastised um, by one of one of us. I'm not going to mention his name. Um, saying what is, is that all you make? Um, Oh, oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so go back to, now, now I've made that point. I think it's really important. I don't like this word grifter that is used for people earning an honest living. However, I do think perhaps that word yeah. might apply yeah. to people who are selling, them, selling themselves on a false prospectus. So tell me more about your suspicions. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, uh, I can tell you the start because it, it could be useful to know the start yeah. and then to rewind. The start for me was when he made a very theat- theatrical announcement of um, uh, of finding some data in Australia that proved that the vaccine was traveling around the body and it was ending up in the ovaries. And he and he made a very big deal of this as a new reveal just a, a couple of weeks ago in March 2023. Now, as he was doing that, I could see the data on the screen and I knew I'd done that exact thing in June 2021, almost two years ago, using exactly that data with Professor Bhakti. So I, I knew that was it was completely wrong, the, the theatrics of this great reveal. And um, and then I, there's others, not only me, that did this in June 2021. Yeah, so it's like, oh, you know, this guy is pulling a fast one here. And um, and I look back, and lots of people had had. T- no, no, he's a PhD, something to do with nursing. Yeah. Or my. Um, so then I start going back. Sorry. Or maybe my little pony studies. He doctorate in my little pony studies. Right, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he certainly knows something about medical terms uh, more than I do. But um, so then you start rewinding, like, well, what else is going on? And that's that. Now I've seen that as a very common pattern in the things that he does. Uh, he did another one recently with this, like, October 2022, a massive theatrical reveal um, that transmission never formed part of the trials. And, you know, this was this whole scandal around the speed of science when the, the Pfizer lady said, well, we're working at the speed of science and therefore, 
we didn't include um, the study of the transmission, the effect of vaccine on transmission. And then he, uh, and then Dr. Campbell's doing this amazingly theatrical, we've been tricked, you know, how on earth could this happen? These bastards, basically, they've tricked us all, you and me, we've both been robbed. Uh, of course, we all knew uh, from the British Medical Journal article that transmission never formed part of the trial. So that this is a known in December 2020, all of us. And that, that article has been viewed a million times uh, that Peter Doshi wrote. So anyone now claiming, oh my God, we've been tricked, they're lying. And, and they not only are they lying, but they're giving them the excuse for all of the vaccine pushers to say, hey, we were lied to as well. Therefore, we're not responsible for all our disgraceful vac vaccine pushing and coercion that we forced on you over the last couple of years. So he's creating the excuse uh, that everyone gets to walk away scot-free because we were all lied to. Yes. Well, um, so the reason I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not picking you up instantly is because I can't tell when you stopped because <laughs> because your internet's so rubbish. Sorry, mate. But um, yes, uh, this is the thing, isn't it? That that I'm not I'm not a medical expert, nor are you. And yet, you and I both knew this information, as you say, at the end of 2020, before they even before they even brought out the, the, the started pushing the vaccines. So it doesn't really wash this excuse that we. We just couldn't have known they lied to us. Yeah, hang on, let me, uh, sorry, I just lost you there for a bit. Okay, that's it. I made a yeah, really okay, witty point, just, just, just like, you could, it was completely lost on you because of the internet. Okay, so, um, okay. Yeah. so what, okay, apart from, I mean, where did he come from? That's the, that's the thing. How did somebody like that establish such a big platform? You know, I know you're saying there's nothing nefarious in this, but at the same time, who was this guy? Mm -hmm. how, you can't get a million quid a, a year platform on, on YouTube just by reading out in a laborious fashion papers. Can you? Yeah. No, but it, it gets better than that because he is now, and I'm going to say this knowing that I have consequences for saying this, but he was fabricating efficacy data for the AstraZeneca vaccine. He was actually making things up. Um, and in, in one case, you could roughly argue that he was just pushing the envelope when he said it's 100% effective against hospitalization and severe COVID, which is a claim that nobody... In, the, in any of the pharma companies ever made. He made that claim himself because one of the outcomes of the trial was that a, a small number, it was it's, it's quite a lot of detail, but basically 10 people who were unvaccinated uh, ended up in hospital with COVID, not necessarily for COVID and none from the vaccinated side. So he's extrapolated that and that, that's very bad from a mathematical point of view. He's making claims that you can't, he, that, that not, not valid and no big pharma company ever made those claims. Uh, but it, but the really bad one is he claimed that Astra had a 70 to 80% efficacy um, and actually the, the, the real number was 62%. So he's just making that up. 
Um, and uh, I, I know why it happened. There's, there's a, bit, a little bit of detail on there, but the main point is I say making it up because he's misleading his audience. Um, you can cherry pick a number from a subgroup somewhere uh, and try and justify that, but ultimately you're misleading people and therefore not telling right. the truth. So, so I mean, the, we, we can, he could just have been over-inflating over that, over overstating rather than deliberately cynically lying uh not really because in that same presentation well firstly he's referencing the trial data so he he knows where it's from and he's and he's quoting the the single dose efficacy number was 64 percent, which was correct and that number is buried quite deep in an appendix but the headline number, 62% for the two-dose program, is literally on the front cover. So you can't, you can't get one right and the other one wrong by accident. You know, the headline one, he just ignored the 62% and put in 70 to 80% instead. Yes, he does have this, this plodding, reassuring manner. And I would imagine yeah. that plodding, reassuring manner, together with his referring to these official looking studies would have swayed a number of people into thinking that actually these jabs are okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would think a very high number of people with two and a half million um, subscribers to his channel, uh, who knows how many would have been influenced to take the vaccine? Yeah, I'd say. I suppose, yeah. I, I was going to, I was going to ask, how on earth could you get a million a year? Isn't isn't that? Um, it's it's not a year. It's yeah. It's it's uh, it's over two years. So um, I estimated before I found this other data that he would have earned not less than seven hundred and fifty thousand, and that's just an estimate based on about three to four pounds per thousand views. And he's regularly getting half a million views per episode. And I've I've heard unofficially that some of the episodes he were, were grossing fifteen thousand pounds. So that was my estimate. And then, uh, luckily, one of my uh, followers uh, on the Telegram channel sent me some accounts for a company. He said, "Look at this," and it is him. And he incorporated this entity in June twenty twenty with his wife. And then in June 2022, so two years later, it's got 1.1 million in cash. Um, so, I mean, that's cash is just the money left over. So who knows how much money actually oh. came in? But, you know, I can say that it's it's more than a million pounds um, within two years of incorporation, which is it's, it's pretty remarkable. And as I'm with you, making money is not a problem. Uh, you know, that's that everyone should want to make money, uh, but within reason and doing things that are reasonable. And I, I don't think this is reasonable to misrepresent the efficacy of the vaccine and not mention big holes in the trials or even really say that much about adverse events until much, much later on down the, down the line. Um, yes, I'm clearly doing this wrong. I sh what I should have been doing is pushing the jabs pretty hard through the, the rollout yeah. phase when it was popular with the yeah. authorities. And then I should be now, yeah. now just going, hang on a yeah. second, hang on a second. It's That's, really dangerous. That, that would, would put another <laughs> naught, a couple of noughts on my income. So, yeah. I know. So 
what yeah but it's it is isn't it amazing that people buy this you know it's like if i was one of those people listening to the device i would flick that channel off and never ever want to hear this guy ever again in my life but he's now been reinvented as a hero because he is the prodigal scientist who got everything wrong then said oh i've got everything wrong so that makes him you know triply more credible than the person who's been right all the way along and i i found it completely insane do, do quite you know frankly purple pilled i read a, a piece about this the other day uh, on my on my no. substack um that purple pilled no. are people who are red pilled but can't resist taking the odd blue pill because they want to keep one foot in the world of normality and and the purple yeah, pill particularly on my my telegram channel places like that are going to be gutted because they want they want John Campbell to be somebody who's seen the it's been a good guy. I can see why yeah. you you really want want to believe that these figures can change that they can see what you see that they've gone through this Damascene conversion process and that now they're on your team and what an asset he would be yeah. this guy with this two and a half million following yeah but what would you so yeah. to those who who um would maintain that no look campbell's just changed that's all he's just an innocent guy what evidence yeah. can you yeah. Yeah. produce to show that no this is not honest brokerage um i think it's was well, two things i think one is the is the theatrics like we discussed of these reveals that are coming out now that for me was the killer blow the oh my god look at this data on just come out about um uh, lipid nanoparticles in the ovaries and it's all the theater around that and you know you know that data is almost two years old and you know it's it's a show it's it's either total incompetence because you don't really don't know that which means incompetence or it's pure theater to create the excuse as to why you pushed this vaccine for so long because oh i was tricked and i didn't know these things well actually these things have been out there for, for a couple of years in some cases so i think that makes them a, a not honest broker but for the other guys that they also say to me you know just let bygones be guy bygones the guys on board you know i, I have a i have an ethical trouble with being on board with a platform that's been built up essentially on misrepresentation is the best you could say platform that's been built on convincing people to take this gene therapy um and i don't think he's really flipped if i listen to his um uh his trigonometry thing he's still singing the praises of lockdown so is this guy really on your side you know what happens when there's another another crisis where's he going to be then um that's why I don't buy the let bygones be bygones rule on the same side. Well, I imagine it's, he's been on the on the, on the trigger pod. He would have had a really tough grilling from those boys. Well, exactly. This is this is part of the whole narrative. He had a totally softball. Weren't we all tricked? That's the narrative yeah. they're building. Oh, of course I was tricked. Were you guys tricked? Oh, we were tricked as well. So everything we got wrong. For all those, for all of 2021, it's all now excused away and we just hug and make up. And the nameless tricksters out there are the guilty party. It's you're reversing the victim and the and the sort of perpetrator roles. It's yeah, bizarre. Maybe it was, it was the trickster. And it's exactly the same as they, yeah, they, it's exactly the same as they did with Piers Morgan. Exactly the same. It's just like a hose down, hose off some of the crap 
spray some perfume and, and you're good to go. Yes, but the argument I, I hear from the last ditch, ditch defenders of, of people like, like John Campbell is that you've got to understand with an audience like his, and I, I know you say it's built on, on, the, on the bodies of lots of, <laughs> lots of vaccine victims, but nevertheless, they'll say, yeah, but he's got such reach. I've got these, I've got these people who, were, who, who were, were still convinced that vaccines were great. And now, because, of his, because he's changed his point of view, that he's bringing them on board to our side. What, what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, I think that's a great philosophical question because it, it's the question is what is our side? And if our side is sort of integrity um, and then liberty, that then you, you can't um, you can't have sort of um, you can't have allegiances where, where there isn't that integrity, basically. So I, I, th I, so I can't really explain it better than that, that uh, there has to be a level of integrity. Now, if this guy's acted without integrity, it doesn't matter how useful his platform is, useful. Uh, you can't be closely associated, associated with that because your position is sort of integrity, individual liberty, sort of Judeo-Christian ethics and all that. So I, I sort of struggle with that argument that there's a utility to having anybody and everybody involved. Uh, and therefore, you just have to let bygones be bygones. So I, I think there's a limit. I like the... And for, for me, that's I the like limit. I like ideological purity. Um, I'd, I'd put it more, I mean, I, you, you made, that, made that point well, but I would put it more in terms of this is a controlled release. It's clear it's happening. It's happening in, in, the, in the newspapers. Yeah. It's happening on, on faux alternative websites like John, John Campbell's, which are actually part of the narrative. Um, you even see it with people yeah. like my good friend Toby Young at his, at his Daily Skeptic, that, 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 that Tobes' problem is that he only wants to go as fast as the official agenda will allow us to go. And the official agenda is currently, yes, yeah. we're starting to admit that maybe there was something a teeny, weeny bit wrong with some of these vaccines. And, ooh, some people might have dropped dead and, and maybe something, ooh, something slightly amiss. Um, and I think going back to where did Campbell get all his evidence? He always referred to documents which were being produced by the establishment. He never, he never, he never started yeah, looking at yeah. edgy papers like the one on on the the, um, the cruise ship, the, the the Diamond Princess, did he? They, they, they never, or he yeah. he would never be talking about the alternative information coming out from from all the kind of sceptical doctors. You'd never do that. That was, I thought, one of the big... Yeah, yeah. The big tells. That's a big giveaway because, yeah, you can pick and choose your sources. And if you only choose what the narrative, then, of course, that's all you're going to ever broadcast on yeah. your channel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think I think the the, the reason the uh, nanoparticles in the ovaries is a good one is because that data was also from a freedom of information request from Japan. So it's no more or less official than than the data he's now claiming is brand new, because that's also a freedom of information release from Australia. So the, the the sort of reliability and acceptability of those two sets of data, which are roughly the same. There's no difference between them. So you can't claim, oh, I can do this now, but I couldn't have done it then because 
because the actual freedom of information release has the same legitimacy then as as this one has now. So there is no argument to say, well, it was too edgy back then. I think if ever we could have access to the information, which we probably never will, but I think you can probably agree with me that a shocking number of so-called influences, sort of people on the sort of the fringes of the mainstream, people with websites, pod, pod, podcasters, people like that, people with, a lot of them were given significant chunks of money to shill for the vaccines in the early days. And they've never, they've never yeah. diverged from their, well, their mission, their paid mission. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think there's so many of these, uh, I've seen some articles now that they even go down to micro bloggers, which is, I don't remember the numbers, but they were really using very low level. I think there's a, there's a, there's a deputy mayor in some small place in America that admits getting a thousand dollars for something. That's the level of, you know, money was going down to that level to influence. And I think you're right. This it's just a huge network that will never, we can only guess that, really. I suppose if you're going to do a psyop, you may as well go big. And if you've got all the money in the world and you've yeah. got the richest, most evil people in the exactly. world backing you, then yeah, why? <laughs> you go big. Of course you go big. And of, of course you, you would also have people on the other side. You know, I mean, I said not to use the term fifth column, but essentially that is a fifth column. Of course, you're going to spend you know, 100 billion on a full frontal assault, you'll spend 20 million on doing some, you know, behind the enemy line stuff as well. Oh, totally. So I, I'm sure they, I'm, they I'm do not, that. I'm not necessarily accusing any of the people that I'm about to name um, of having been bought and paid for. But there were certain institutions, figures, which I found really shocking, that, that their failure to acknowledge um, vaccine injuries, vaccine risks in the first, you know, vaccine um, concerns in the early days, but also yeah. were just really lame in, in, in dealing with the lockdown and questioning it until it suddenly became acceptable to do so. I mean, I'm thinking, for example, of Spiked. Spiked, I, 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 mm -hmm. I thought of that lot as, as fellow, fellow warriors, um, albeit from a kind of sort of supposed neo-marxist perspective but, but they were yeah. supposed to be yeah. questioning authority um I, I thought some of the iea people who were supposed to be speaking up for liberty and free markets again that was really yeah. suspect it was amazing how many this is why i i think that that we are right to be to be a, a little paranoid in that yeah. There are so many people who ought to be on our side who are not on our side or, or who are rather too late on our side. Yeah, and that's because it's a very uncomfortable place to be, as we've discussed before. The guy sticking his head above the parapet and standing away from the herd is, is in the crosshairs. And it's it's uh, I've done it before, but it's it's a very uncomfortable place to be. And, of course, no, nobody's sensible wants to be there so um yeah that, that's why there was no opposition you, you could literally count on one hand from you know 55 million odd people you could count on one hand who really stuck their necks you know necks above the parapet and said this is wrong it was literally yeah. one hand yeah yeah 
So. And, and by the way, I don't know about you. I, I, some some people some people on our side are really purist, and they'll reject anyone who anyone at, at this point who who changes, even if they if they have a uh, a road to Damascus moment. Um, that the, yeah. yeah. won't accept them. My view is, I'm anyone, even if even if Piers Morgan, even Piers Morgan, if he came on on his knees, um, like that scene with the the, the, the Pope at Canossa, um, the, the the Holy Roman Empire uh, Emperor, they, like groveling, I would be more than happy to to say, bless you, Piers Morgan, you you were a scumbag, but. Now you've seen the light, and I bless you, my son. Um, obviously, uh, it, the deal would have to be that he would have to show genuine contrition, uh, like not like what he showed yeah. on, the, on the trigger. Yeah, good luck. And also that... It was somebody else's yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. It was the scientist's fault. The, si the, the pesky science changed. Scientists, they, they tricked me. They conned me into being an arsehole. But, but what like, I'm saying I'm is, even if that. Alberto Bourla... I'm trying to think of the worst people in the world. Alberto Bola, um, Susan Mickey, yeah. um, Susan Mickey, yeah. um, uh, Anthony Fauci, and uh, um, yeah. Ferguson, Neil Ferguson. If they all came in, the, in, in their clown car and came round to my house and said, James, James, <laughs> we've changed our mind. We want to be on your side now. Yeah. I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't say yeah. go away in your clown car. You're... You, because you were yeah. said wrong before, I, I'd say, yeah, okay. Tell me, tell me why yeah. you think you were wrong. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, okay. So they were, they were, there were death shots, and and yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it was all, it was all planned, and and then then it'll be all okay. That, that's all I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I agree with you hundred percent. But I personally know from my own experience that. I would find it hard uh, to ever trust them. I mean, especially some of these guys who have a history. I mean, Piers Morgan is not. This is not the first time he's done weird things. Um, so I, I Piers, yeah, trust I, me. there's no way. No, there's just no way. You know, anything that was said, however many tears were flowing, however many sort of, uh, you know, it's just it's never going to happen. I, I I couldn't take I think it. We can put money on on Piers not not changing anytime soon i think yeah most of the ones no. we've named but it no. it would be nice it would be it would be really nice if some of these people but i, I think we're in agreement and I, and I hope that you've been persuasive on that score that that john campbell should not be numbered among those who's, who've seen the light because it just seemed to me that he's just playing yeah. the game at, at best at yeah. worst he's he's he's, he's yeah. working for yeah um well Alex, um, uh, will you please tell us where we can find your stuff? Sure. Um, we are now, because it's a bigger group on Thinking Coalition, uh, so the, the thinkingcoalition.org, I think it is. Uh, so you can go on there and sign up. We are doing a fundraising now on Patreon, which is Patreon, and that's think backslash thinking slow. And that for us is quite important because... The amount of work we've put into the sort of cause of liberty has been pretty phenomenal over the last couple of years. And we've also made a decision, look, if we can't get the audience to participate, then it's not worth doing. We're not going to individually go bust uh, whilst trying to defend sort of liberty. So we have set ourselves a target to let's see where we can get to in the next couple of months. If it's, you know, 50 quid a month, then, then we're just going to shut it down because it's not worth 
the cost and effort of sharing all the information if there's no reciprocation from that. So Patreon uh, backslash thinking slow is something now. And we have the YouTube uh, YouTube channel was deleted. It's been reinstated. We have Rumble and also Telegram thinking slow. Um, Alex, can I make a personal plea that you don't you don't stop yeah. doing what you're doing? Because I think it's really important. I, tr I try and I try and give you as much um, uh, promo as I can, and you, you've done a fantastic job. We wouldn't we wouldn't yeah, but I, be anywhere but without this, your this help. Is an appeal to because I know that loads of really important, powerful people listen to this this podcast, and I, I would urge everyone to look at Alex's work. Look, look at him. He's a man of integrity. He's a physicist, for God's sake. He, he, he's much cleverer than you, probably, because no one can do a physics. You've got a like postgraduate degree or just a. No, it's just a graduate right, degree. A graduate degree. Well, an MBA as He's well. Got an MBA. But I have actually in the group two. I have two other physicists in the group who are both Oxbridge, and they are proper like top flight. These are this is the real deal. This is the thing. So, and they, one of them's. This yeah. is the thing. I would say that you are on the the right hand of the shield wall. You 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 lot. So, um, I would hope. Really hope that people can support your your stuff. I I, I really like what you're doing. Um, I, I I think it's great. So thank you and and thank you for being so tolerant when I had to dash off to do um, to take my daughter to the airport. Um, and um, it only remains for me to say, uh, do please everyone keep supporting me on Subscribestar, on on um, Patreon, on Substack on locals um, buy me a coffee I like lots of you like buying me a coffee and that's good I, I really like having lots of coffee I'm a bit I'm a bit wired now from all the coffees you've been buying but that's that in, in a good way um, uh, have I mentioned them all patreon sub, subscribe star substack locals um, yeah um, keep listening keep viewing and, and keep helping me fight the fight and um, look I'm not making a million a year or even 500,000 a year. And I do think I, 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 I need, need more, more support because you don't, want, you don't want tossers. You do not want tossers making more than me. You really don't, actually. If you want to strike a blow against the forces of darkness, give me more money. OK, thank you. That's my message for the day. Give me oh, more money. You know you want to. Actually, you do. You do. You'll feel better about it. You seriously do. It's like, it's like you know, giving money in, the, in, the, um, in, in church, in the collection box. You know, you feel better. The church roof is going to be restored. Um, thank you very much. Um, Alex, bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, James. Bye. -bye. bye.